What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Black Men Do Talk, where we have overdue topics from a black man's perspective. It's your boy, Street. Oh, yeah. What's up, y'all? My name's Elisha. You guys here know who I am, but for the podcast, I'm Elisha. Okay. And we have a special co-host this episode. What's good? Yo, what's going on? This is Ezekiel. I just want y'all to know, Elisha is too cool. He has a toothpick currently in his mouth right now, so that's why he sounds laid back. He is laid back, and he has a toothpick in his mouth. Yes, yes, the toothpick. Toothpick is the number one sign of, a, of either <laughs> an uncle, yeah, yeah. somebody's cheating in spades, or a player. <laughs> I ain't never seen anybody with a toothpick and they, uh, like, they wasn't cheating in spades, so don't trust them. <laughs> you can't trust about a toothpick. So, All right. um, this episode, we do have a dope co-host. Ezekiel, tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you represent, and how people can get in touch with you. Uh, well... My name is Ezekiel. Um, not too much about me, man. I am a friend. I'm a brother. I'm a husband, first and foremost. I got a beautiful wife, five beautiful kids. Okay, he, he, he drops them on that. So, that I mean, that lets you know that that's fire. Okay. Uh, I do a lot of stuff. I just call myself a creative Christian. Everything I do for the sole purpose of glorifying the king. And uh, I love uh, developing people as well. So, that's another thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So... Um, essentially, I think it'd be dope if you introduced how you and Elisha met, because it's going to bleed into the topic of the day. That's hilarious. Oh, okay. I almost forgot. So Elisha originally, I mean, we had some, I guess, some encounters before that, but I'd had a dating show, a Christian dating show where I had people, you know, submit themselves and Elijah was one of the men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elijah was one of the men that submitted and I was like, oh yeah, let's keep him locked in. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, fortunately we had an amazing conversation mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like it would have shaken things in the culture if it was released, but the footage was lost. So God forced us <laughs> To be in communion so that we yeah. can have further conversations in the future. Forced. Forced. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So it's interesting. I think after you started releasing the content of like the blind dating experience, you know, yeah. people started to consider you like either a dating guru or somebody that was passionate about hookups. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, right. so, so how, how did, how did, how did that like kind of transpire well i mean to an extent they're not wrong me and my wife have been passionate about singles man um i don't know i guess when people get married they forget about everybody that's in the struggle of singlehood but we just don't forget and we're friends with singles and we want to see them married if they desire to be married and i don't know why people aren't gung-ho as married people to see their single friends be married but we just have a passion to see our single friends married if they desire for that and so yeah, we've been we've been doing things like that since before we were married, since two thousand and seven and eight. So it's not new for us. Uh, so we're not gurus. We just are passionate about single people. So so why like most uh, matchmakers of the culture today are y'all bailing out of this? Okay, we're not playing of okay. relationships. So we're not abandoning well, he singles. Matchmakers. He said matchmakers. No, 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 no. It's it's like professional matchmakers that are quitting because they're like, yo, 
the game is messed up and we don't want to deal with this anymore. See, he's exposing personal conversations. So <laughs> what I said was, yeah, hey, like, yo. I like, no, I, I probably said I give up on humanity. It was just like, um, it's, it's really, really tough this day and age when on, like, not on a professional or on a grand scale where we have events and things like that. It's less about that, but more about, you know, in our personal time when we try to, with, you know, set people up just to communicate and we, you know, talk to people about other people, no one wants to have conversations with anyone. You know, you know, they might ask, hey, let me get their social media profile. They might say, all right, let me see a couple pictures. And then it's like flat out, eh, I'm straight because I don't like his jacket or I don't like the way he wears his shoes or I don't like her hair. Like I've literally heard she's perfect, but the way she wears her hair. And I'm like, okay, I get it, but that that's so transient. So, I mean, I, I, when I say I, I give up, it's just almost like it wasn't like when, when me and my wife got together, I guess it was a little bit of a different time. The world wasn't ruled by Instagram. My space was the biggest thing when we start, first started talking. So social media didn't rule. And like the illusion, I call it the illusion of options, didn't exist in a way where you feel like you could swipe and find the next girl of your dreams. And so when you found someone that was, you know, at least – you, that piqued your interest to have a conversation, you might have that conversation. And I feel like people are less willing to have that conversation because the illusion of the next thing being at their fingertips. Indeed, indeed. Which kind of goes to my, you know, factual theory of the fact that... Uh, factual theory. Yes. Factual okay. theory. TM. That's mine. <laughs> I own that. Okay. So uh, I believe that uh, modern day, the men have too many options and are unwilling to commit, and the women... Um, have high expectations and are seeking Greek gods that do not exist. Greek gods? <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, Absolutely. You said, you said the women's you expectations are too high? Yeah, like they, they the, on average, the women I talk to, when I ask what they desire, they give this long list, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what's the make or break things? Make or break things are just like, oh, he's got to, you know, love God, easy. He's got to be a leader. Easy. It's not easy, bro. People that love God and, and, and are leaders? Oh, I, 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 have, I have a whole squad of those. Okay. Now, the thing is, once you start getting past all the, all the remedial stuff, I'm like, okay, bet. I, I remember, I, I, like I said, I've, I've asked like a, a woman like, who's 5'4". I was like, hey, so how, how tall are you? She said, I'm 5'4". I said, how tall does your man have to be? And she said, oh, oh, he no, no shorter than 5'9". And I said, are you having struggle in relationships? She said, yes, I can't find nobody. I said, because you're literally overlooking people that are 5'8", 5'7", 5'6", 5'5", and 5'4". What if you had your 5'5 five, five king waiting for you? 5'5 <laughs> five, five king. Talk to him about the 5'5 five, five king. They ain't ready. Five, they, five, they, 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 they overlooking their 5'5 five, five king. Because yeah. he's so short. Literally, it's body shaming. But we ain't want to talk about that. Because it's, it's what? Cause we got to stop right there. Okay, it's, no, Yeah. Get, get. Don't be- <laughs> Look, and so let's get into the body shaming. And body shaming. Oh, look, oh, look, look, the body shaming culture, I, I, I do feel like body shaming men is almost like a standard um, in, like, the culture today. That's just, that's, just, that's just where I'm at and how I see things transpire. It's not because of the, the, the aspect of anything we can control on our end. It just seems as though things like height, I cannot change my height, you know, or even on a more adult level, you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody could have even, like, an average-sized uh, member, you know? Oh, be, my like, God. Average, 
is below average to the average woman. Mm. If you ask in the same way, height, average height is below average to the expectations or the standards that people are asking for. So, mm. so, so do you, do you, like, do y'all think having a list is an issue? Having a list is an issue? Oh, absolutely. Well, so, and, and it's, like I said, I think that preferences are cool. Um, okay. But even if there are preferences, when we're talking about non-negotiables, I, like I said, if you have non-negotiables, I think that's cool. But for everything you put on your list, that therefore decreases your dating pool. Even if he's a man of God. Once you put man of God, that decreases your dating pool. I'm not saying this is a bad or good thing. I'm just saying these are just reality. The more you're, you're strapped and, and, and tied to your list, the more your dating pool decreases. So if you are having bad experiences on finding people to date, maybe it's because you have a long list that you're not willing to sacrifice. Mm. I'm, got, a, I'm a person of statistics and logic. It got real quiet. I'm a person of statistics and logic. I could be wrong, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we going to talk for like five more minutes and then get into the audience because we got so a nice little live studio audience. Say what's up, live studio audience. Indeed, so indeed. Good, got some good. beautiful black people in the building. Good. Is, is that why you feel like Christian women are bad daters? <laughs> oh, my God. I've been asked this hey, every I'm week. I'm not involved. Yes, I've been asked this. No, look, this is what Mitchell said. No, no, I don't think Christian women are bad daters. I know Christian women are terrible daters. <laughs> but oh I also God. know Christian men are also terrible daters. Look, I talked to a, I talked to a woman the other day, um, and I asked, I was, I was like, yo, like, like are, you, are you seeking a date? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just waiting for somebody. And I'm like, okay, bet. And she works 60 hours a week, beautiful woman, feminine, and I was like, okay, so where are you making yourself known? Because I would not have been known you were available. You work 60 hours a week. Oh, she said, I mean, I'm, I'm on the train. You know, I'm, I, I go to Target. I'm like, cool. But in passing, are you expecting to find this person on your list in Target on the train? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and these, are, these are t- typically tend to be women who are, Double degree, 30 plus, you know what I'm saying? Amazing attributes, amazing qualities. It's just the aspect. Now, you ask them, how many times have you dated in the last two years? Oh, two or three. And it's like they're so tied to what happened in those two or three that it's like, okay, because of my bad experience in this, I'm now hurt and I have to recover. And there's going to be a longer time in between I date again, which then extends the time in years. And I'm just like, all right, bet. I don't think whatever we're doing collectively on the male side and the women's side is effective because when relationships aren't happening, when marriages aren't combining, and even on the aspect of past that, as we talked about two weeks ago, when marriages are failing, I think that it starts with the church and our education of these things and our community and our ability to speak about what's going on in a transparent way because a lot of these conversations are just not happening. I agree with what you said with the teaching because I just feel like um, I, someone mentioned something about, you know, it's hard to date in the church environment because once you date one person and it doesn't work out, trying to date someone else, first of all, the gossip starts to spread and, yeah. you know, you get stigmatized because this didn't work out and people know why it didn't work out. And then it just becomes weird to date even within your local body. So that's weird. And there's not a good, it's not um, curated well, like the atmosphere is not curated well. But also I remember when I did like a, a poll on my Instagram about so if a, a man that you did not know on the street or whatever the case may be, you know, introduced himself to you and said, hey, I, I, I would like your number. I would love to communicate with you more just to see what you're about. Ninety percent of the women that responded said, I would never give a man 
a number, my number on the street or any information of me unless we had an in-depth conversation. And I was just like, but what if this was at the gas station or it was in passing or, you know, at the grocery store? Well, unless I know fully what he's about, then he's not going to get any contact information from me. And I was just like, oh, well, then the, how is he going to get to know you if he didn't have the time to have a conversation with you at the gas pump? I, I didn't really bang, understand. Bang, and I was wondering, bang, like, bang, who, who taught bang. you Who, who, taught <laughs> who you that? Taught you who told you that? And so it's, I, I mean, I get it. Maybe, maybe people are just like, oh, I, I can't. It's, I don't know. People are going to hate me for this one, too. It, it falls in line with the whole uh, uh, the, the private pays thing. Don't shoot me. But some the logic behind it is just like, well, if he really loves me and really wants me, then he'll request me. And after I look at his page and see if I'm willing to accept him, then I might accept. I'm like, oh, oh, brother, oh, but you, whoa, whoa, but whoa. You, wait, but you're okay. You could judge him and choose whether to accept him, but you don't even give equal access for him to be able to judge if he wants to. I like this stuff. Like some some of this stuff is not logical to me, and I think this that, that makes things very. Um, um, and we could have if you want to argue. I'm a. I can't argue. You want to argue? I'll argue you down about Think the conversation. Like you don't want to argue with me about that because I will explain to you how illogical the thought process is. If you're if you're trying to enter the dating world or try to make yourself known in that atmosphere, then trying to make your only page a page that is inaccessible um, you know it just didn't it doesn't make that logical sense so i just think there needs to be more conversation more open conversations to what what expect expectations should look like what a, a natural organic dynamic looks like to build communication and friendship that's it and i think that um hearing your perspective is dope from for always for me you know i tap in with you all the time not even just on relationships but in general because uh, when i look at man, what does it mean to be a dope black father? Mm. You know, especially in, like, the Christian community, Christian black community, Christian hip-hop community, uh, people connected to the spoken word community as well. I'm like, man, truly, I think the general consensus is Zeke is killing it. You know, um, nobody looks at you as perfect. Nobody looks at you as, like, it. But we're like, yo, when we read the scriptures and then we see you, there's something there to be honored. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, like, this, this is praiseworthy based on how you conduct yourself, how you love your wife, how your children are, how your children respond, how you're able to display your children in a respectable way online, things like that, you know. And so could you, uh, before we get to the smoke session, kind of just give like a little bit of history behind just you and your wife? So it's easy, I think. It's easy to appreciate what's seen on on Instagram. It's Mm -hmm. easy to say Zeke is a dope black father and Zeke has a dope black family. Well, I primarily, I think my kids are cute and I think my wife is beautiful. And so I think it's easy to appreciate it from the outside uh, looking in. And I think while that is great, I think to create uh, this idea of relationship goals from seeing, you know, pictures, from hearing people talk on podcasts, from seeing people do sermons and seeing people even out, uh, out and about and having lunch, I think you get a, a picture, but you don't get the whole story. And so I think it's important for us as individuals to open up our lives uh, with other individuals who are in the struggle, who are, who are single, who are going through it, who are young and who are married, and tell them the reality of what it looks like behind the photos, behind 
the, you know, the glamour of what it looks like to be a Christian couple because it's not easy. It's not perfect. Um, you know, it's not like the picture. It's not always beautiful. The kitchen ain't always clean. Nika knows that for, for a fact. Um, but, but, but straight up, like I think what, what, what's even more beautiful is the fact that we're okay leaning on God and depending on him that we need him just as much as you do as a single person, just as much as a person who just got in your relationship, just as much as the uh, older couple that's been in a relationship for 60 years. And I think that would make the community dope and not just the couple on IG. Indeed. Don't be fooled, I'm not Y'all hear the song. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the smoke session. Uh-oh. This is when the people in the live studio audience are able to give their questions, concern, or smoke. And trust me, we keep a gas mask. So bring the smoke, please. Talk to me. Are they being scared? They are being scared. I'm a scared. This is the biggest crowd we've had. Is no smoke. So scared right now. I, I'll say I, I do want to say something. When you were talking about just the the dating scene, one thing I hear a lot is like people promote this in the Christian center at least, or I think it's worldly too. This promoting this idea that women are the prize, right? And I think that's a very dangerous rhetoric. Especially in the context of, you know, Christian circles, because the idea of marriage is that it's, it, it, it serves a lot of purposes, but it's just another vehicle for your sanctification. And so if we're communicating that women are the prize, then the shift on both men and women goes from Christ and my sanctification through the vehicle of marriage to now the woman is the centerpiece of the pursuit. The woman is the centerpiece of the marriage. And I think that's a very dangerous thing to promote because now when I do get married, it's, can you, can you not hear me? Oh no, you're good. Okay. When I do get married now, like my, now like my marriage no longer becomes something that sanctifies me and pushes me closer to Christ. Now my marriage is centered around the idea and my effectiveness, effectiveness in my marriage is centered around the idea, appreciate it, that if I'm not doing what my wife wants me to do or things that make her happy, I'm not a good husband. Mm. Right? And, and, that, and that goes both ways. And the, and, and the issue with that is any piece of your sanctification should push you closer to Christ. Someone's happiness will not always align with, with what God has called you to do. Well, right? And so I think eliminating this idea, and, 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 and there's a part to it, you know, with men as well, like with the men who, who say, yeah, like my, my wife is supposed to serve me and all these things. Men, if you're called to be Christ-like, Mark 10, 45 says, Jesus did not come to be served, but to, to serve, serve, right? Okay. And so I think we have to eliminate this idea that there is a superiority within the construct of marriage. There's the husband who is responsible, and then there's the wife who is, you know, called to obey it through submission. And so I think the, one of the things I've, I've even experienced in my own dating life 
I've had a woman who I was dating who literally told me, like, you know, you're supposed to pursue me. I'm the prize. Like, man, like, how far gone have we, have we, have, have we gotten to be where, like, marriage is now about one person being pursued? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, we got somebody to say. Introduce yourself. Say it again. I'm Destiny Strong. Mm-hmm. Hello. Okay, so this is my rebuttal to the whole women are prize because we are. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to talk about biblically God's word saying he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That don't sound like a prize. You get favor for what? Pursuing and finding me and being the man of God that God is calling you to be. Not negating that men are not as well. However, I do want to shed light that God's word says that he who finds a wife finds a good good thing thing. and obtains favor from the Lord. So that, that does not sound like something that's not a prize for me. That sounds like something God is honoring you for being a man of God to me. And, and Ezekiel knows all that it entails to being a husband. Ezekiel knows all that it entails to be a husband. Of course, it's not an easy road. But at the end of the day, you're obtaining favor for holding down your family, holding down your wife. It's not an easy thing to do all the time. Like, I'm speaking from experience, huh? But, like, <laughs> you're getting your favor. And, like, God is calling you to be what he is as well because he has a bride. The church is his bride. He wants a bride without spot or wrinkle. He okay. wants you to treat us like he looks at his church. So don't sit here and tell me we ain't no prize, baby. Bang, we bang, are. Bang, we are. Bang. But, like, but I'm always going to say that y'all are a prize as well. However, how we chase that prize and fight for that prize is going to be different. Because at the end of the day, y'all going to be pursuing. Now, we're in a generation where y'all don't want to do that. That's none of my business. Ooh. However. Okay, okay. Hey, let, let's, let's let my, let's let my guy last. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, keep going. All right. Keep going. Should we get a praise break? Okay, go ahead. Bang, 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 That's none of my business. That's not the topic at hand. But I will say that a woman of a woman, a true woman of God, will always be a prize. Y'all know what it look like dating women that are not of God in this world. So don't sit here and tell me my purity is not a prize. It is. Ooh, I wish you would come and tell man, me. You about oh, to go girl. deep in a minute. You about to go into the lion's <laughs> den. Wait a minute. You oh, do you, like, do you the, know? The more you, the more you keep. You just, oh, she said purity. Bang. Bang. The cross that I have to carry as a true woman of God that is suffering for righteousness sake, mm. that is not something you come across all the time. Mm. So a true woman of God, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell you I'm a prize because I am. And I know for a fact you don't find women like me every day. Okay. And I will back that up I, in I, any I, conversation. I, 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 think, I think what could be getting misconstrued, the more you go deep into that, is equating being a true woman of God with your purity. No, 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 no. In I'm fact, not- it's crazy. The guy who actually wrote the book on purity recanted his entire book removed it from publishing and regretted he ever wrote it because of the repercussions of what pushing purity culture did to the church and um, left a lot of women seeking out. And honestly, it was more so pushed on women. So it's like, hey, boys will be boys type of mentality, but women make sure that you're doing this, doing that, doing this, doing this, doing that to make sure that, hey, keeping our men strong by doing our part and playing our part and making and so like now I do like because I'm a person who also is 
attempting their best way to uphold purity. But I do think he can come across as equating purity to being a true male or true woman of God. And I think the danger in that is, is because I upheld even my aspect of being a virgin at high regards my entire life when I realized, man, just because I'm a virgin doesn't even mean I'm pure because I can make impure decisions Mm -hmm. and allow my virginity to be just something that is spoken and not be um, pure in heart, pure Mm -hmm. in action, pure in thought. So I'm just... No, I'm keep, mo- keep the no, smoke no, no, coming. No, 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 I'm no. just saying. No, I most definitely get that because, sure. like, yeah, I am a woman. I serve in my church in multiple ministries. Amen. And like, what I, what I observe, what I experience, I'm sitting here like, for me, I cannot walk outside of what I purity in terms of mindset, sexuality, spirituality, all this, That's without good. God correcting me. You know, so it's like you can. I don't want to push no buttons, but it's almost like. Here to push you buttons. can tell you can buttons. tell the difference or the heart and the sentiment of someone that is chasing a life of purity. Not just talking about sex wise. It's way bigger than that's why I'm saying like we're living in a society where Christian culture is changing so much to the point where you got people out here looking worldly as ever. But with <laughs> y'all said y'all want to smoke. I was just yeah, yeah, you know, coming yeah. with the kaboom. Dang. I got one thing to say about that. Hey, go ahead, go ahead. The hard part about purity, and I love the conversation of purity, uh, but it makes me feel like if the purity is the reward for the man that's chasing after you, and if he's and if you're chasing after purity until you get married, until you get married then do you stop chasing after purity when you become married? And if once you've given your purity, if you're using that term like that to your husband, then do you lose your purity now that you've consummated your marriage? And so I think that idea and trying to tie purity to virginity is, is, is flawed. And I think we need a more holistic understanding of purity, even while in the marriage, because it's going to be required while in the marriage is going to be required while in the engagement process. And so that the, the, the fervor and the zeal for purity doesn't settle once you finally get a man. The zeal for purity doesn't settle once you finally get your woman and once you start having sex. God expects men and women to be pure, not unto each other, but unto him first. Because if you never get married, mm-hmm. then was your purity in vain? Mm. Because then some people feel like that. There's some people be like, Lord, if I, I've, been, I've been a virgin for, for all these years. Like, it's like, it's a waste. And well, who was you pure for? For sure. So was, was your point in making purity equate with virginity? But you were talking about lifestyle in general. Okay, oh, bet. I'm so I'm speaking of the idea of, hey, let's make sure that we're holistic when, when we're thinking about this. Because so that in the end, no one is disappointed. And when we teach it, when we teach it to our children, we're not teaching them, okay, and I, t- I talked about this on my post, like, you're not saving yourself for your husband. What if you save yourself for your husband and your husband is a terrible joker? Then, <laughs> then if that marriage is destroyed, then was, you, was, your, was your purity, was your sacrifice, was your uh, 
war against compromise in vain. No, I, I, I did this for the Lord. Mm -hmm. If I never consummate this, if I never give my body to a man, I never give my body to a woman, God is saying, you did this for me. This is my body. And so I, I, just, I just want us to remember that as we pursue it, because glory to God for those who are keeping themselves, saving themselves. I do feel that men should appreciate women like that because there's so many women who loosely just throw themselves around. And I'm not trying to say that they're the same. They're not. There's a big, clear difference. And men, we got to do better to recognize that, fight for it for ourselves, and not just agree when a woman says, Okay. Oh, that's cool. You saving yourself a marriage? That's sweet. That's nice. That's nice of you. Nah, like you should be on that same page and leading in that conversation. So and here's the, here's the thing. When I was saying that, right? This is all about intention. Yes. Right. When you when you when you're trying to renew your mind, like in Romans twelve one, right? There's a lot that goes into that. What you say and the words you use. In, is, is including that renewing of your mind, okay? When people, when people are pushing this, this idea of that, you know, the woman's the prize or, like, the woman should serve the man and, and all these kinds of things, what, what, I, what I feel we should be looking at is what is the goal of marriage? Because if you answer that question, that'll actually tell you why one person is not the quote-unquote prize, the goal of marriage, again, is a vehicle of sanctification. Huh? Are oh, you talking about the buzz? Yeah. The goal of marriage is, the vehicle of is a vehicle of sanctification, right? Nothing that we do here on earth is specifically for our benefit. You operate in the body. That means when you are useful, it is predicated on the fact that you are serving the purpose and the mission of what you're connected to. Right. If my hand is cut off from my from my body, is it a hand? It can't function. It's dead. So if if we now center marriage around one thing, we not only disconnect ourselves from the body, but marriage actually you loses its purpose. Okay. So and this is not to say that we we then kind of take this like very vain and super spiritual approach to marriage where it's like, oh, no, nah, baby, I, I can't serve you. I got to serve God. Because the other piece of that is the Lord has called you to operate in that context in a certain way as a husband, right? You are to love her as Christ loved the church. That means you die for her before she even chooses to love you. In those moments where she doesn't love you, where she is, is struggling to love you, you continue to die for her. You know what I'm saying? Women, you're called to submit. Submission is not about what you like. Submission is about being obedient. If you only submit to what you like, you'll never be sanctified. You'll never grow. So this idea in dating culture, this idea in the church that we push that marriage should serve some, some sort of pleasure for us primarily, right? You do get pleasure out of marriage. Sex, companionship, two incomes, I can go on. Right. But the primary the, uh, pri the primary purpose of marriage is another way for you to be sanctified. It's another way for you to experience God through your spouse. So so no, like like we, we, we got to get rid of that. 
Okay, so uh, tooth, Toothpick Elisha is on one today. So, uh, um, yeah, Toothpick Elisha on one today. Uh, we got some, we, hey, look, you got, the more you talk, the more the audience is coming for you today, man. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But, okay, my brother, my brother, you came up here, man. What you, what you, what you want to say, fam? Talk to me. Uh, so I wasn't so much speaking about that in particular. I was just speaking to the statement about how the wife is not the prize, right? Okay. And I would agree with what Sis was talking about in terms of, like, a woman of God that's really pursuing the Lord, walking in purity, you know, living for God. Like, that is something that for me, like, 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 what is a prize, right? A prize is something that's highly valued, right? Something that um, you place a lot of worth on, you know what I'm saying? And for, for the wife that I find, she's going to be a prize, right? And, I mean, pe- people could take this scripture just just out of the scripture, out of 1 Corinthians 11, talks about how the woman is the glory of man. Like, like that's something that should be, I think, to a certain extent, um, value in terms of your, in terms of the woman of God that you find. So that's all that I was really speaking to, because it sounds like it sounded like the conversation was going somewhere else, and so she was speaking to the fact that if she's really living for God, she's com- a prize compared to how these other women are living. Like, that's something to be valued. That's something to be pursued and, like, honored. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So that's the only thing I was really talking about. Indeed. I really, I really have much more to say. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Which I would agree with. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, the, like if, if we have these complaints on the level of, man, this out here is like this. I hate this because this. Or, man, we could do better in this. And then you have somebody that's like, yo, I'm doing everything I can on my level to make sure that that's not happening. And not only am I saying that, my lifestyle is reflecting that. Because I'm not the average in how I'm conducting myself, would that not make me the prize? So here, so, but again, even, even the idea of a prize, right? Yeah. You run a race and to, to, to do what? To win a prize, to win a medal, whatever it is. If my wife is the end of my race... That's dangerous, huh? Like if 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 my wife or or if your husband is the end of your running, that's dangerous. And so there's a difference, right, between honoring somebody, man or woman, who completely is living sold out for Christ. We do that. We do that around here. You know what I'm saying? But the validation of I'm living right. So I should be held in esteem. No, sir. You do not get an extra treat for being obedient. That's what you're called to bang, do. Bang, bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're bang, called to do. That's what, that's, that's, that's bottom line. That's bottom line. But yeah, because you know what we've done? Wait, 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 wait. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. Zeke. Let's get Zeke the bike. So like, so like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're, if you want to, and again, that's why I'm like, hey, if you want to use terminology, be specific because the, Paul calls them in Romans 12 to renew our mind. Part of that is what we say. And maybe you don't mean this. Maybe you don't mean this. But purity culture has dictated certain things. Mm. And if we're going to shake things up, we've got to be granular. We've got to be dogmatic in our speech. Okay? So if a prize is something you get at the end of a contest, if a prize is something you work for, as a Christian, as a believer, what are you working for? So, so kind of like on the same aspect of like, of like, hey, man, the expect, so the expectations, so it's like the expectations that women have on men, yo, 
you got to be a man of God. You got to be a leader. These are the standard things that are on most this is lists. What you're supposed to and do. so if that's the standard, why are you getting rewarded or being sought out as a prize for what's already the basics? Bro, you know, is, that what you, is that what you're saying I, I, right I now? Think, I think what's happening is because... <laughs> The, yeah, you give honor to where it's due. You give honor to it. For sure, for sure. So, I... And there's no question about that. There should be no question that there should be value placed in honor. I think the, pro- the problem is, culturally, the, the, stan- the standard has been dropped so low for what... It, Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And I think what's happened is because we're comparing ourselves with each other, it's like Mm. I am the prize because look at the other options. And to be honest, if, okay, I, I will say this. If we take that line of thought, then a man who, who loves God, See, this is why it becomes a problem. A man who loves God. Talk about it. Who dress nice. Uh-huh. Who clean or got his own car and got yeah. a job is a God. Because if we're because talking about rare, your five, five king. talking about scarcity, Dom, then, then that dude is they out a there. cherubim. Facts. And then that's a problem. Then why y'all still... He's not a prize, but rather the bar has been set so low bang, that that bang, guy has bang, now become... Bang. Unearthly, he's a foreigner. He's an alien. Because, because, and then, he is to be glorified. We got to work that, both sides. We run into the, we run into this. Now he's a better covering than this person because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. So, so it says when they observe your chaste conduct, accompanied by fear. Talking about the, in, in, in the first Peter said, do not let your adornment. This is where I should have started. At, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Yeah. Like, that's valuable. That's a prize to God. Like, God looks at that and, and God smiles on that. How much more should me as a man of God for my wife? Like, yeah, that's what you should be doing, but it's something that God smiles on. Right? Yeah. And, and, and it shouldn't be, oh, well, that's, that's what you should do, so you shouldn't get... Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, we're not saved by works, but it's still something admirable and desirable when you see a woman of God carrying Absolutely. these traits. This is very, that's facts. Yeah. Right. So I think, I think maintaining that thought, I understand what y'all are saying, how we make it about whatever in our culture today. But I think still at the end of the day, bro, we still got to have, that's a pride. Now, if there's a different word that we use for that, like a treasure or something, I don't know. <laughs> it's valuable. That's real. It's valuable. It's valuable. Right. So, y'all, y'all, it's really intriguing to me, you know, me being the youngest in the room, right? You know, um, y'all say prize, you know what I'm saying? And, and y'all are saying, you know, purity this and purity that. But I feel like, like he said with the race thing, you know, when you get your wife, for a lot of people, that's the end of the chapter for them. But that's not it. I feel like the real prize is your generation being carried on, you know. Your legacy, what you leave after. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, are chasing after the wrong things. Y'all are searching for, you know, I come in a generation where, you know, their kids are having sex at 14, 12. You know what I'm saying? Purity isn't an option for my generation, you know? So it's like, how does someone like me, you know, look for purity? That's, that's so rare 
it's so unheard of to people. Like, people don't believe in God from, 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 from where I come from. That's a foreign topic. You know, even people from Christian households, you know, they don't see their parents acting it out. They don't see people living right, and it just throws them off. We're in a generation where technology is taking over, where you got to see to believe now. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So That's y'all tough. say prize is, you know, take care of your purity and stuff. For us, purity is like a foreign that's not comprehensible. So if you say purity should be kept through marriage, how do you keep that purity? By teaching your kids right, by raising your family right. You know what I'm saying? Buck. You know, you don't you don't that, that purity is not just, you know, hey, I didn't have sex until I got married. No, 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 no. Talk How am I going to cherish these kids? Talk to How am I going to make sure my, 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 my next generation is not tarnished? You know what I'm saying? How, on, how, is, how, is, how is my name going to be safe? How, that's, the, that's the purity. You know, what, 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 what comes after you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, if, 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 you know, let's take the example of the Messiah, yo. He, he died for us. We're the after effect. He's pure already. You know what I'm saying? But we, ha- we are called, you know, as believers, not only to walk in that purity, but to leave it for the next person. Amen. If, 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 if I said, yo, I'm a believer and I don't share with nobody, what's the point? So if purity starts and it stops with you, you fail. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. What's the point of, 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 of saying, yo, I didn't have sex, yo. I did it. I got married. Now I'm finna, you know, do, nah, you know what I'm saying? Make, I'm make, make. blow it all, you know? Front and then, yo, I'm good. You know, hey, yeah, I did my job. We're done here. You know what I'm saying? What? Nah. Facts, mic drop. What? <laughs> Mike, do you just stop being a believer? Said. You know what I'm saying? The second you get married? Does that all end? Indeed, indeed. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't even know which direction the smoke's going at this point. You know what I'm saying? I just my I just man, know the, the, the heat that rose up in the room. My man, my man hey, got yeah. okay, baby, baby. Hey, yeah, he, he, he he been waiting, he been waiting to get some hey, smoke, bro, man. Go ahead, uh, bro. One second. Uh, hey, uh, let's 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 let's, 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 let's hey, give let's give a hand clap hand clap to the young buck man representing Gen Z. Hey. Show some love for show some love for the young buck putting on for Gen Z. You feel me? You know. Absolutely, absolutely. He said, tag All right, watch, 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 how you, watch how you hold the mic, touch the mic, you know what I'm saying, and stand too as well. You good, you good. Talk to me, young brother. Um, so I, I really came up here to kind of get some clarity because, um, correct me if I'm wrong, this, we're in the context of, of, of dating, right? That's what the... Original, Essentially, yeah. Right. Um, and what it felt like he was talking about when he was saying we need to get rid of this, uh, you know, I am the prize mentality, mm-hmm. it felt like he was talking about that we need to really embrace this concept of mutual effort. Um, and Thank if, you for reading my mind. That, yeah, because that, that's, that's what I, I, I know it got into, like, purity and all of this. For but sure, it for really sure. felt like it was just talking about a manly frustration of, like, man, they not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's already hard enough for a man to pursue a woman because we got to deal, like, we got to deal with rejection of, like, up front is built into our pursuit. And that's not easy to deal with. And then with, you know, we live in different times and, you know, life is changing. So, um, and, you know, like she said, men, men don't pursue women like that, but 
y'all be trashing us on social media and y'all, you know, y'all talk a lot about our tactics on how we, so we don't really know what to do. So I think I felt like what he was really talking about was just like, if you interested or you want to, you know, you want a man in your life, like just open up. Like my man said, like just slide in a DM or just kind of do something to, to let the men know that like you're, you're open to it. Uh, because and, 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 and even to that, like, I think, if, again, if our goal is aligned with marriage, what do you want to see in your marriage? And how do you practice that in dating, right? People here practice marriage and dating, they automatically go to submission and leading. Okay, cool. But let's get, like, let's get real deep about it. How do you handle conflict resolution, right? If I come to you and express my emotions, can you hear me for how I feel? Or do you weaponize how I feel and go on the and go on the defensive? Like all these things, when you talk about building something you want, I think it starts in dating, but I think sometimes we focus on building the wrong things too early. You know what I'm saying? So like conflict resolution to me is a very clear uh, indicator of a healthy relationship. Because somebody who can be in conflict with me, mm. understand me. Take that and learn and use it to love me better in the future is not only somebody who is healthy, but somebody who is invested in me. You know what I'm saying? Bang, and so bang, and, and even this bang, idea bang, of conflict, bang. I think a lot of people run away from it. Oh, we're different. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we were raised different. And I'm not, I don't want to negate that, but ironing, sharpening iron, if you've ever seen a blacksmith go to work, it is literally Sparks conflict. will fly. Sparks will fly. It is, it is literally conflict. The only other side of conflict is your maturation. You get sharper when you can handle conflict. You become wiser when you can handle conflict. Indeed. You become a better Christian, a better brother, a better sister when you handle conflict. Again, the, the, God operates on so many different levels at one time. If your conflict is only for you to be heard, you're missing it. If your conflict is only so you can get your frustration out, you're missing it. If your conflict does not make you a better husband, a better brother, a better friend, a better coworker, then you're missing it. The now, Lord I, 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 I do things. think that just conflict in general, in that aspect of like, hey, um, there are things I have to get past and get through. I think there are times for that, time and place for that. But essentially, it's like conflict with the foundation of seeking resolution. Bro, and, and, Absolutely. and it doesn't have to be instantaneous. For like, sure, for sure. This is a, I'm not, I'm it's not, a process. Yeah, it's a process. So what that looks like is definitely different, you know, couple to couple, person to person. Yeah. But it's the effort we're talking about. If you're met with conflict and it's like, well, maybe this, it just wasn't for me. Man, you're going to struggle being in the body. Talk to me, bro. Go ahead, so I, I just wanted to take it back, right? Take it, really take it back to introduction. To, introduction. Talk to the people. You don't got to introduce oh, yourself. All right. Too. So my name is Dozy Dozier. Indeed, Dozier. Dozier. Indeed. Okay. So um, I wanted to take it back, just even before we got into the purity conversation, to why we got into it, as far as in the dating game and all of that. For sure. And just calling women prizes, right? So I've noticed just in the whole dating culture is that the real issue is not really purity. It's more what purity did to women to not make them prizes anymore. Now, hear, hear, hear me out. I've realized when men will pursue a woman in church, she's serving in the church, she's a great woman, she's not having sex, but her personality is trash. We can't work together. 
she's awkward, she's weird, so bang, she's no longer a bang, wife. Bang, so bang. now, technically, she's not a prize anymore because I can't marry her. So this is what really happens, but purity culture calls her to be awkward and weird and do all this stuff. So now, men are literally saying, hey, you know what? A woman who is somehow in the streets a little bit, it's a little bit more relatable <laughs> and more comfortable. Not the streets! Am I, am I lying? Yo, a little bit more relatable, a little bit more comfortable. Now let's talk about facts. Who are men actually marrying? They're marrying the woman that's not that deep. Hey, let's man. talk facts. Indeed. And so, deep, you know what I mean? I, I will say divorce rates are hella high, but I definitely get your point. Right, you ain't lying. Um, <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't you, lying. When you go into the streets right. for results, right, but <laughs> the streets say look. I get where I'm coming from. Oh, right? no, no. Oh, no. I, I definitely get what you're saying um, because... When on the on the on the one end, I do believe that women's expectations are high in the dating market. I do also believe that women can tend to overvalue themselves. Right. And even the aspect of what it means to overvalue yourself. Right. Um, I mean this in the point of okay, bet. Yes, you have great qualities. Yes, you serve in the church. Yes, you're you're a loving person. But there are aspects where you could lack femininity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, like, you're quick to pop up at the mouth. And it's like, yo, that could be unattractive for men. But she's pure. So for she's sure. For sure. In it's her a, head. You know what I mean? And yeah, in, in your head, you can be a prize. You know what I'm saying? And I, I know whenever. Toxic, toxic traits right there. That joint toxic. We got both people. What the fuck? Yes, but essentially, in the aspect right. of like what it means to like um, overvalue yourself, right. um, I'm not saying that when you value yourself, it's something that is bad. I'm not saying that at all. Your value of yourself, your, your perspective of yourself is very important. But then when you say, hey, I'm placing my perspectives on to the dating market and how people should perceive me. There might be misconceptions on the results and you might be angry as to why results aren't happening because you have overvalued yourself in a certain market. Yes, you are loved, beautiful, and valuable to the Lord and you are all those things and more. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, she Vice look. No, no. Hey, you spitting facts. You ain't lying. Vice versa. Vice versa to the men. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can be all. Like you can be all these. Like I'm essentially what I'm saying is like, yo, we are all. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the aspect, children of God, joint heirs. We're receiving the same like aspects of what the Lord has to offer for us, and there is value in that. But when it comes to the dating market. The same things that we value may not be as valued on the general consensus in the general market, which could be causing things to not have the results you desire. So, and, yes. And I want her to go. I'm going to say this real, real quick. I will say this. I think as men in the church, we got to be very, very careful about trying to police women on how they should and should not act. I think that gets very, that gets very dangerous. I think that's very dangerous. And if you can't come back, if you can't come back to biblical traits, yeah, yeah. I think you got to relax on it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and look, and look. So, and so I, I hear a lot of she lacks femininity, right? That's such a subjective way to describe a woman. 
Because your view and perspective of femininity, of femininity yeah. is based on your experience. And so while you may not prefer it, right, in biblical conversations and in biblical circles, we got to be careful with that because these are preferences that sometimes seep into theology. And then people use them to dictate how they live and say, you're not a wife because of my preference. Your preference has nothing to do with God, and he's actually not really interested in it. That's so you she... was rocking. I want you to go off. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. And so, and so, with that being said, in response to that as well, I meant to do the Don DeMarco because he was, he, was, he was spazzing right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And like I said, I'm not trying to and that one, that be one the person. You. For sure, for sure. But I'm not trying to be the person, hey, this is how you do things. This is how you get this. I'm just... I'm a person of logic and statistics and saying, all right, bet. If one plus one is two, then why are we expecting three? And so I'm like, okay, bet. If you're telling me, man, I can't find no good man. It's like, okay, bet. So in your interactions with men, how are they going? When you dive a little deeper, I'm like, okay, maybe it's for your personality type. You're not finding the person who's not the average type of man. And you're seeking somebody who's not average. Typically, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, um, I understand that when 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 uh, you, you you speak to a lot of black women, it's like, yo, I'm, I have a strong personality. I speak my mind. I'm I'm like, okay, bet, yes, absolutely. To the general population, it's like, yo, like that can come come across as aggressive and argumentative, which not everybody can handle. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be handled, or it, sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be something that can't be accepted as well. All right, I don't think you're. I'm gonna say what you think I'm gonna say, which is great. I probably won't say anything that anybody thinks I'm going to say. But, Talk to me. Um, being married, I'm, I'm Janine. Being married, I've been married for 18 years. I have four children. Um, being married is hard. And I really don't think, and being a black woman and being married is even harder when you haven't been taught how to be married. Because you haven't had the people around you, the women examples that I've taught you, that most of those women around you are probably single. Think of all your aunts. Think of all your grandmothers. Think of the people you have learned from and your single friends you're sitting next to. You know, those type of people. I'm just saying, you've learned, we've learned these cues from other women that can't teach you how to be married. And we have forsaken scripture. And if you really want to know how to be a wife, get on your face now. Get in your closet and get in the word. Because you ain't going to find it from the friend sitting next to you. She can't help you. Your single friends can't help you. Your grandmother that kicked the drunk granddaddy out the house can't help you. Okay? She cannot. So we have this twisted. We really have this twisted. And it, it... it breaks my heart when I see such good, such good-hearted single people that are getting mis, that are misinterpreting each other. Come on, that's Constantly. what I'm trying to say. They're misinterpreting each other, and I'm like, if one of you would just be humble, if mm. one of you would just give each other more <laughs> grace, because what do you think Dumb marriage is? Marco. What do you think marriage is? You think you think this oh man over here my. ain't let me down? Over oh time and time again. Oh. 
and I had and we had to pick each other up off the floor, mm. that ain't in the Instagrams. Come on now. Mm. It's not in the Instagrams. So if you think it's cute and you over there, you think it's cute and the lighting's good, it's cute. But it's not there when I mean, goodness sakes, when you when you're on the floor, when you're on your floor praying with your children. Like it it don't the grind of actually making disciples because when he says seek the kingdom the children are the kingdom because if you think they're not why who they coming after right now mm. who on. they coming after come right on, now is the children come on, so sis. my my point is we can't think and and we listen to other people's opinions like they gonna help you be married mm. I'm just confused. I'm all, the, sorry. All, the, just, all these all these books on singleness and these oh conferences my. and all that. I'm just like <laughs> get in the word and mm. you, um, read Proverbs 31. Actually, be Proverbs 31 now, and a man will walk in your door. Cause I'm if you really read what it is. Bang. bang are you bang, do you honor bang, the men in your life bang, now? Bang. Do you, or you do you just complain about every man around? Because women are over here complaining. All day long. Oh, he ain't this, he ain't that. Where's your list for you? Where's his list for you? It's not on Instagrams, y'all. Because it's not. Where is his list for you? Because where is his list for you? Because I... (laughs) I'm going to join the audience. (laughs) You're so sad. to the back. And what I say, I say this, and I really want you to hear, I'm, I'm not saying this from a position that I've done it right. I'm saying this from a position if I did it all wrong Mm. for the majority of my marriage it the act the the prideful i'm gonna do it all this i'm a the the pride that i like i'm i'm to be one where is the humility of the of the messiah because last time i checked he was he was sitting with the beggars Mm. last time i checked he was uh with the with the outcasts last time i checked he wasn't with the most glamorous. So I'm saying if we can't, if you can't give people grace and forgive, forget, I'm telling you so many women walking around here, bitter with bitter backpacks, take them off. Cause it ain't going to help you in marriage. All you're going to do is keep filling that sucker and your marriage going to break. I'm feeling that. It's mine. It's mine. I just made it is up. It it's mine. Hey, 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 let's give a dime to Marco and the crowd, you know. Go on, to Marco. That's a good question. See, and I'm done. Go ahead, end it, bro. That was a Yeah, that hey, was uh, hey, let me go ahead and get the outro song going. <laughs> That's another episode. I'm a black man, black man, 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 I'm a 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 and we do. We can do it well. We can look cute. That can look cute, but your But I'm saying we're not investing in our children like we should be. And then the generation comes up, and y'all are confused. Don't be confused. Please don't be confused when nobody invests. When when people aren't investing in their children, and women aren't investing in their children. That part of you that's 
meant to nurture, to nurture your husband, to nurture your children, that you really don't figure out, that society teaches you that it's, oh, that's, that's nothing. No, you know, like, hey, don't throw that away, throw that away. You, you got to resurrect that. And the only way you're going to resurrect that is with the Father. I think we got the next uh, podcast episode. We're going to talk about legacy and how we can invest in the children. You know what I'm saying? You might even get, like, a, a, local, a local teacher. We got a budget to fly her out. Hey, the budget is, is, is whatever I'm making weekly. So, I'm <laughs> so make more. That's facts, man. You know what I'm saying? Multiple trees of income. I'm working on it. You know, I, I got like one, two, three, three streams. I'm a black Hopefully, it's becoming a stream. I'm sorry. I'm the black man. Black man. I'm right sorry. Now I'm, I'm the black man. Black man. This podcast. Liggity black. Hey, another episode of Black Men Do Talk. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Zeke for coming through as a co-host. Shout out to a lot of the audience in Atlanta. You feel me? And shout out to Elisha for also dropping them gems. And y'all have a blessed day, night, and year, season, all that good stuff. Be blessed.